0: This is our second session now on Ephesians 4, 30 to 32, and the last time we looked at the personhood of the Holy Spirit of God and the fact that it is possible, though he be God,
1: to experience being grieved. And
0: do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. So, Father, as we spend one more session on this issue of grieving the Holy Spirit and try to discern what do we do that would grieve your Spirit Reveal to us clearly, Lord, from this text, how it is that he's grieved, what it is that grieves him, and what we can do to avoid it. We don't want to grieve you, Father, or your spirit. We want to cause your heart to rejoice. Help us now, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: So, does the grieving here
0: respond to something that has gone before. In other words, don't do those things because that will grieve the Spirit. Or is he saying, don't grieve the Holy Spirit like this? And I think the answer is this, because of this word and, but no connecting word here. In other words, let me show you what just came just before. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth but only such as is good for upbuilding as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear and don't and it's really there in the greek and do not grieve the holy spirit whereas here there's no connector it's a, it's a a clearer break and this sounds kind of like a summary of the commands that have gone before so i'm going to argue as though paul we're saying, what I have just revealed to you before is what I want you to avoid because that grieves the Holy Spirit. Now, we'll come back to that at the end. Right now, I want to ask how Paul riveted our attention on a particular aspect of the Holy Spirit's work, which what we, what we do that is grievous contradicts. That was a complicated, complicated sentence, but here is what I mean: Do not grieve the Holy Spirit, and then He says, "By whom you were sealed for the day of redemption." So it's this, it's this work of the Spirit that makes this so especially grievous when we do what we do that grieves Him. So we need to go back and remind ourselves: What is this sealing for the day of redemption? And you remember it was chapter 1, verses 13 and 14. In Christ, in him, you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance. That's the day of redemption. We're going to get the inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. So The the sealing here is the guarantee by the Spirit that we're going to make it. We're going to make it to the end. There are going to be no dropouts for those who are sealed by the Spirit.
1: Now, the question is how does he do that?
0: And the biblical answer is he's the Holy Spirit. He seals, guarantees by keeping.
1: That is, by keeping us holy, because he is holy. In other words, he
0: keeps us for the day of redemption, for our inheritance, by keeping us holy. Because Hebrews 12, 14 says, strive for peace with everyone and for the holiness of without which we will not see the Lord. If the Holy Spirit doesn't preserve us in real holiness, we won't ever see the Lord. There is a holiness without which we will not see the Lord. His keeping, his guaranteeing, his sealing. It's not like him snapping his finger and saying, doesn't matter what you do. I've put a I put an X on your forehead, you can live like the devil all you want for the next 50 years, and you're going to go to heaven. That's not the way he seals. Here's the way Paul puts it. 2 Thessalonians 2.13, we ought always to give thanks to God for you, brothers, beloved by the Lord, because God chose you as the firstfruits to be saved. All right, we're going to be saved, how? Through the sanctification by the Spirit. So if he had just said, Through the Holy Spirit, it would have sounded like Ephesians. But now he says more specifically, how are we kept and saved and sealed for that last inheritance? It is through the sanctification of the Spirit. Now the question is going back to Ephesians, looking at the work of the Spirit in the first four chapters, how does Paul do that? And let's just look at them. In chapter 3, it says, Paul is praying, bows his knees, and prays to the Father, from whom the whole family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his Spirit. All right? We need to be strengthened. Now, for what? The Holy Spirit is the strengthener. The Holy Spirit is the strengthener in this prayer. For what? so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ. It's the strength to know the love of Christ. This is it. This is the key to sanctification. Only by the Spirit do we have
1: strength to comprehend the
0: breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ for us, many people are not truly born again because they don't have any sense of the breadth and length and height and depth of being loved by Christ. It doesn't make them happy in the morning. It doesn't make them happy at night. It doesn't touch them at noon. They hardly give a thought to the glory and the wonder and the miracle and the grace of being loved by Christ. If we don't feel loved by Christ, if we don't know the massive implications of being loved by Christ, which it takes the Holy Spirit to experience, we're not going to be sanctified. So that's the first
1: step, number one. And then the Holy Spirit,
0: chapter 2, verse 22. In him you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is committed not only to revealing to us and causing us to experience the love of Christ, but to be built up together. Building up is the work of the Spirit. And there's a a third way he sanctifies us, namely by creating Unity, the unity of the Spirit. I, I therefore, a prisoner of the Lord or for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you've been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of
1: the Spirit. Now, let's go back. The Spirit. Gives us a sense of the love of Christ. The Spirit builds us up and enables us to build each other up, builds up the body, and the Spirit gives unity. Now, what is it
0: about? The sins that were mentioned just before verse 30, where he said, Do not grieve the Holy Spirit.
1: Here they are. Don't lie to each other.
0: Don't be angry and hold grudges with each other. Don't steal from each other. Don't speak mean-spirited, ruinous, corrupting talk to each other, but rather build up. Why do these four, lying to each other, holding grudges against each other, stealing from each other, and speaking down rather than building up each other, grieve the Holy Spirit?
1: Because all of them
0: contradict the sense of being loved by Christ. If you trust Christ in the sense that his love for you is your supreme treasure, you won't steal from people. You won't have those craving impulses that cause you to lie or steal or abuse in any way. And secondly, they grieve the Holy Spirit because they don't build up and they don't give unity. So, the Holy Spirit's commitment here in the book of Ephesians to cause us to be satisfied in the love of Christ and to build one another up and to preserve unity, all of them are contradicted by falsehood, grudge holding, stealing, and speaking mean of each other. Therefore, he says, do not grieve the holy spirit by whom you were sealed because this sealing is precisely through the sanctifying of the spirit which happens through knowing the love of christ building each other up and preserving the unity when we sin against each other we contradict the very ministry of the holy spirit's keeping strategy namely holiness love
1: Building up unity.